Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is Doc here. I hope you're having a great day. The start of my day has been pretty good. We're going to get to a lot of things today. I have a lot to talk about, but I'm going to do it in a brief, concise manner. Because I did a show yesterday, and that show was involving... I would love people who are unsigned artists, underground artists, to send me their music. I would like to do a special show featuring all kinds of artists. Spoken word artists, rappers, rockers, I do not care. As long as you give me permission to play your music or use your poetry, I will do it. No criticism attached. No first reaction type video. It's just going to be you showcasing your talent. Okay, one of the things I do want to discuss is rebranding. I decided to do some rebranding myself. I got a brand new logo. I got a brand new intro song. I think these type of things help. They give people interest in listening to you. Maybe something catches their eye or the tune makes them stomp their feet. And they say, well, let me give Strange Talk with Doc a chance. And tomorrow, I'm going to do a very special show, something that means a lot to me. And let me get to the gist of this. If you were not born and raised or schooled in Bed-Stuy, you are not from Bed-Stuy. You have no truthful right in saying you're from Bed-Stuy, at least not my Bed-Stuy. And I'm going to explain why on tomorrow's Strange Talk with Doc podcast, 9 a.m. Monday, July 6, 2020. You can say that you live in Bed-Stuy. But you are not from Bed-Stuy. You know who I'm talking to. Stop appropriating. Stop being a fucking vulture. Enough is enough of the bullshit. Okay? I want to give a shout out to the guy who created my new logo. His name is Curtis Franklin. He can be reached at CurtisVFranklin at gmail.com. He was quick. He was fast. I am very happy with his work. His price was good. No complaints. I sent him an email. He responded back to me in a timely manner. He gave me some options of things to choose from. And he's a graphic designer. And you can find him on IG at CR8TIVE Genius, G E N I U S. So, once again, thank you, Mr. Curtis Franklin. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your effort. Okay, the coronavirus. This second lockdown in some states may be coming. There's going to be some reversal of things that are going on. The cases have topped 11.2 million worldwide. That is the astronomical figure. That is insane. 527,000 deaths worldwide. We have 2.8 million cases here in the United States of America and over 128,000 deaths. I really do not understand was taking so long for people to get their shit together, to get masks on their face, to wash their hands, to social distance. We are not back to normal, and people need to stop acting like we are back to normal. Because the governor, Newsom in California, he shut down to a certain degree California again, 19 counties, because their coronavirus cases surged. So bars, indoor restaurants, movie theaters, stuff like that is all shut down again. So we can't keep taking one half a step forward and three steps backwards. Don't listen to the fools who don't care about you, who want to try to prove a point. Because think about this. 
Herman Cain is running around talking about coronavirus this, coronavirus that. And then after him going to one of these fucking uh, Trump rallies, hours later, he had to be hospitalized. I mean, this is the same dude who posted he's fed up with the mask. And now he's an older gentleman and he has to deal with COVID-19. And we don't know how that's going to turn out for him. Donald Trump Jr., whoever this woman is, he's dating Kimberly. She comes down and tests positive while at a rally in South Dakota. So you cannot trust these people because they are in positions of authority that they are looking out for your best interest. Business is business. People want to make money. And I understand that. You want to get back to work. You want to have fun. The 4th of July just passed. I would like to have been out and about. I want to go to some stores. I want to do some things. But there are things that I'd rather do, and it's called live. I'd rather breathe. I'd rather still have my heart beating. I don't want my lungs destroyed. And it's enough is enough. Then even Pence has suffered. Eight of his ten Secret Servicemen have become ill due to COVID. So he's on the campaign trail, and he had to kind of pull back from his campaign trail because of the COVID virus. So... Pfizer said maybe, maybe we might have a vaccination before the end of this year. And I'm hoping that Pfizer is on the ball with this because Fauci has said that we could see up to 100,000 new infections per day if we keep going the way we are. And we're currently at 40,000 infections per day, which is still a crazy number. 40,000 people can come in contact with a couple of hundred other thousand people. So the going from 40 to 100 is very, very uh, easy to imagine because people are not doing the right thing. So the NFL decides that they want to replay, lift every voice and sing ahead of all the week one games this year. Now, I think that the NFL is really using some great technology here. So, quote, unquote, this is some form of a black national anthem. I don't know when we took a vote on this. I was never informed. I did not vote on making Lift Every Voice and Sing a national anthem. I don't abide by it. But what they're doing, and here's the trick knowledge. No black player will take a knee during Lift Every Voice and Sing, which almost obligates them to stand for the regular national anthem. So the owners came up with a really slick way of getting around them protesting week one. Now, week two and on, they have a different story to deal with. But week one, they got it pretty much locked down. No player is going to do that. No player is going to take a knee during lift every voice and sing because it would make them. How do they explain that to the community with the cancel culture? Because there's enough people who are going to buy into Lift every voice and sing in some way, shape, or form a black national anthem. And there is no such thing. The national anthem for this country should be the same one for you as it is for me. There should be no differentiation between color, creed, race, and sexuality when it comes to a national anthem. It should be a song for all the people that we all in some way, shape, or form can get behind. No black national anthem. No black flag. It should be one flag, one country, one people, one government. But I don't know. I'm probably reaching far out there, even hoping for such a thing. But this is just the way I feel.
and I have to speak my truth. You always speak your truth. So Trump takes the time to retweet a white power video. A man in Florida or wherever the fuck he was at some senior citizen protest. He tells somebody else while he's in his golf cart, white power. Now, naturally, the press secretary, this uh, Kately McAnney, says that Trump tweeted it, sure, but he never heard the man say white power. Actually, white power might have been the clearest statement made in the whole entire video. So she's a liar. Sean Spicer is a liar. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a liar. Stephanie Grissom is a liar. And they've all had to sell their soul for distances and times to back some of the lunacy that has come out the mouth of Trump. They've had to try to explain it. They've had to try to make sense. And I guess that bag of money that they get is worth their soul for explaining things that make no sense whatsoever that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. So here's some of the things that have been approved for the NBA returns Black Lives Matter jerseys. One is Black Lives Matter. The other is Say Their Names. One is Vote. I can't breathe justice, peace, equality, freedom, enough, power to the people, justice now, say her name, something in Spanish, which means in English translation, yes, we can, liberation, see us, hear us, respect us, love us, listen, listen to us, stand up, ally, anti-racist, I'm a man, speak up, and they said that they'll be and how many more? Group economics, education reform, and mentor. I got a major problem with just one of these, per se. And if I think about it a little harder, I probably would have a problem with a couple of them. Love us is not something that I am asking anybody who does not love me to do. I'm not begging somebody to love me. You do not have to love black people to respect black people. They're not mutually exclusive. You don't even have to like us to be fair to us. You could just have a decent heart and say, you know what? I don't really want anything to do with you, but I will not do anything to harm you. I will not do anything to stand in your way of progression. So love us, NBA. That is a bad choice. That one should be scratched off the list of approved jerseys for players to wear. Because you don't beg somebody to love you. You don't ask somebody to love you. Love is supposed to just happen. Who we got here? Good morning. This is Bones. Hey, Bones. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, bro. Have you oh, seen things. some of the... Oh, things are great, man. I, um, I'm just moving forward, trying to do some things here. Is that Netboy? Yep, Netboy's here. Morning. Okay, Netboy, Bones, and Doc is here. So, Morning, guys, I, I, de I decided that the phone lines are going to remain open. I'm not going to stop the phone lines from remaining open. I think that's a foolish thing, so forgive me for that. Uh, I think that it adds. But I did do some rebranding. I have a new logo. I have a new uh, intro music. Uh, that guy that you gave me. He was fantastic. He sent me over my final draft this morning, so I updated all the websites, everything oh, that I'm linked wait. to. 
Yes, I paid him. I paid. I told him when he wakes up this morning, he'll have his payment. Like two o'clock in the morning, I sent the payment to him. Three o'clock in the morning, I had the final picture. He, he didn't jive around. I appreciate him. Matter of fact, I shouted it out. He, I asked him, was it all right if I gave him a shout out? He was like, you must be crazy. Who wasn't? Who would not want a shout out on a podcast of doing good business? So I did that for him. So uh, Curtis Franklin's his name. He's a he's a good guy, and actually he's a Brooklynite. So I appreciate doing business. I guess it's kind of like kismet that I wind up doing business with a person who's a Brooklynite or an ex-Brooklynite. Yeah, that's cool. I'll tell my friend that recommended him that he was um did what he said he would do. I you know what I ha- I highly recommend him if anybody's asking. I'm going to keep his name and number like in my Rolodex when somebody's reaching out for a logo or business card or they want T-shirts or something like that. I am definitely going to put him out there because I dealt with net now about 15 people when it comes to logos. And for one reason or another, something was bad. And I don't even know if Curtis made a mistake or not. He never even asked me for my deposit before he started working. I was supposed to send him half the money. Oh, wow. But he he already had sent me uh, examples that he had worked on. And so just how told does that me work? Do you, give them, do you give them like an idea? Like how does that work? Well, see, me personally, I had an idea in mind. Okay. At first, I wanted to go with something that was out there and him being a graphic artist he probably said that this was too common so he killed that without even discussing with me he killed it then came up with some things and what i did was i sent him a personal picture of myself and what he did was he worked around that personal picture and then you know i i I, you tell him little things that you might want in it like i have particular colors i like i love maroon and burgundy that's like my favorite colors so he made sure that he made that bold and big and bright. And then usually, like I said, Ned, most of them will go like this. Say I charge you $300. I want 150 up front before I even start work. This dude yeah. didn't even do that. So when he didn't do that, when it came time to pay him, even though I didn't have the product, I said, you know what? I'm just going to send you the whole payment. Why should I send you half the payment? When you already did more than half the work, I owe you everything. And I paid him and boom, he sent it to me. Now, I know that's not the way you're supposed to do business. You give them half and get half on product uh, delivery. But I I felt good about him and I don't usually feel good about people, but him I felt good about. That's cool. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's go back to this real brief. These NBA approved jerseys names on the back have you guys are you familiar with any of them no i didn't hear about them oh, okay hear what, about that either. yeah they approve like uh, i'm looking at this list and this list looks like 30 names i mean most of them make a lot of sense one of them i really really don't like and it's called love us that one stands out to me so much that i do, I don't like. Uh, well, two of them now I don't like. Mentor. I think Mentor is arrogant. I, I don't think that you need to tell the world that you mentor people. 
if you mentor people, those people that you mentor, you know, their life's work will show. But love us. I'm, I don't know about you guys, man. As a black man in America, I'm not asking the government or white America to love me. I'm just not. I, I don't think I don't care if you love me or not. Just don't hinder me. You know, just don't hinder. Don't get in my way of progress. If I'm progressing, don't put extra roadblocks up that don't allow me to get where I'm got to where I got to go. So Cam signed with the Patriots for zero money, basically. Everything but is I'm a, happy that, uh, non, non-guaranteed? Uh, you know what? It's mostly incentive-driven. Uh, he signed for the league minimum. But if Cam can be Cam, he's going to get paid down the line. You know how the Patriots play ball, man. They, yeah. they not fair with, they're not fair with anybody, man. They wasn't even <laughs> fair with Brady. You know, they're not even fair with Brady. So I wish Cam a lot of luck. Uh, I think that the uh, Carolina Panthers shitted on him. I don't like the way the Carolina Panthers treated him at all. I, I, You know, he's not even listed in their greatest players list. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's insanity to me. Insanity. That's just disrespectful. So we talk about yeah, the Patriots. Man. Go ahead. It's yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People was, um, you know, saying the usual, you know, with the black athlete. Oh, it's your attitude on and off the field and this and that. Uh, you know, the usual to, uh, to um, devalue your your um, contract and your worth. And, and well, thus here we are in, you know, like him being disliked that, you know what I mean? Listen. Like Jameis Winston, you probably could understand because you know, he's only been in the league for three years, but Cam's been in the league like 10, 11 years, and MVP, you know, not to be offered a contract. Yeah, Went to the Super Bowl. Listen, Cam, in North Carolina and in Atlanta, Cam's a god. Cam yes. is a god. This is a dude mm-hmm. who does great community service work. I mean, we're talking about when COVID hit, his ass was on the front line making sure kids were eating. Cam has a golden, he dresses like a lunatic. I ain't going to take that away from him. He dresses like, (laughs) like, uh, he dresses like, I'm going to get you sucker, uh, Antonio Fargas pimp style. But, you know, (laughs) that's a personal thing. It's not, I ain't never heard Cam say a bad word about nobody, man. So, (laughs) no, no. Santa Cam. So, you know, the shit on his name is just, that's just, dastardly bullshit now here's a name i don't want to use and i don't use but that football team in washington has decided that they're going to for the 900th time review the name i'm hoping they change that name yeah it's time yeah they get a lot of pressure this time around somebody said well imagine if a team was called the new york n-words they would change that so fast Bonami Jones from ESPN, he wore a shirt a couple of years ago that said Caucasian, a baseball shirt, on air. And, you know, and he had some sort of a logo on it also to with it, a caricature. Man, I was like, wow, I'm surprised he didn't get fired for that. But they were up in arms about that. But point made, 
they was they was up in arms about that. Like you don't like this feeling, huh? Yeah, me personally, I don't want and I don't want anybody to get this mixed up. I don't want Nike, I don't want FedEx, and I definitely don't want Daniel Snyder getting any credit when this name is changed. Because Nike has been a business partner with this Washington football team for years. Uh, FedEx, they play at FedEx Stadium. It's not like FedEx did not know the name of this team. They did not know that people wanted this name changed forever. And then Daniel Snyder in 2013 said that under basically over my dead body will I ever change the name of this team. I don't care who says what. So they, yep. none of them deserve credit. You know who deserves credit for this? The climate, the voice, the people. None of them. Not these corporations. These corporations are coming under flack, man. You know? They can't just call them the Washington Skins? No, who the fuck are the Skins? Yeah, I mean, mean, what is it? Hannibal Lester? (laughs) Is it Hannibal Lester? I mean, he's so... so, he want to stick with the Redskins, so I'm like, well, just get rid of the skin or get rid of the. Well, you can't be the Washington Reds, but. Uh, the, the, what about like this then? Cut off the red. Yeah. What about making them the Washington Whiteskins? No. Trump would like them. Maybe Trump's favorite team, all races' no, favorite team. I can't do that one. <laughs> pale skins. The pale skins. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, the gringo. Yeah, yeah. If you wanna if you wanna go if you wanna go out there. Now I have to ask both of y'all, and I would like both of y'all's opinion on this. The NFL, and I already gave my opinion, the NFL is going to play lift every voice and sing before the national anthem game in week one for every game. What do you think about that? Man, that oh yeah, well, okay, yeah, that right there is is amazing. Um, you know, it's unbelievable uh, that this is really truly going to happen. You know, but even though with that, even though with that being said, how monumental that is, I'm still um, a big believer in that symbolism. Uh, the Black Lives Matter signs all throughout the city in New York is symbolism. Washington, D.C., signs change. All of that's nice. It's symbolism. It's symbolic. But show me the money. Uh, you know, do other things that as a culture, as a as starting out a culture that you need and break down those barriers with the institution of systemic racism and, and banking, housing, employment, schools, college coaches, then then I'll be impressed. I know it's like, you know, we're moving in that direction, it appears, but when those moves are done, then I, then I can really have an appreciation for the symbolism. I like the move. Yeah. I was talk, talking to somebody the other day. So when I was in elementary school, that was a song we sung from K through sixth grade. Then it felt like after that, it just disappeared. And I don't think the new generation knows anything about the song. So once they announced that, I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing they do. Now, they have to do it live on television as they do the national anthem. I don't want them to do it during a commercial break. Sure they will. And, right. then they, and then they'd be like, well, we at least did it. 
But I do I agree with Bones as well as far as every, everything else. Okay, well, let me give my opinion again. And if you listened to me before, bear with me. I'll keep it really quick. Lift every voice and sing. Good gesture. I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to agree with Bones. But I see the technology in this. If a black man stands for lift every voice and sing, he can no longer take a knee when the normal national anthem is played after. So they get a free pass week one from any form of protest. The owners actually did something very slick here. They, mm. they panned it to black people. Now, my problem is this. Also, when the fuck did we make lift every voice and sing some form of national ad? It's not for us. Nobody black is having a, a barbecue and they say, hey, before we get together, people, before we have this wedding, let's put on lift every voice and sing. No, we don't. We do not. Nobody has this album or CD in the house. I can guarantee you. I, maybe some real down civil rights type person has this CD, but most of us haven't even see, heard the song on YouTube since YouTube's been out. You're right. You're right, Ned. We've ignored it after a certain grade. It just disappeared. It's not like it's in movies or TV shows. I mean, but I'll take the gesture, but I see the technology. But what if they because, take the knee during both? Let me ask you a question. With this cancel culture, a black dude who has any kind of questionable background, say he has uh, Instagram with him and only white chicks, and he takes a knee during lift every voice and sing, he's canceled. No, he can't do it. He can't. There's no black player who could take. And suppose a white guy says, fuck this song, and he takes a knee. <laughs> because when we, we got to get to the point where there's no black America, there's no white America, there's just America. We got to have a flag we're proud of. We got to have one song we could all get behind. <laughs> Me personally, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, there is no need for that song to be played before sporting events. None whatsoever. Well, it wasn't until they got into an agreement, a couple, was it 2003, when they got in an agreement with the military? That yeah, the money. That wasn't being showed, yeah. So people don't complain about it's being, it was, the song is being monetized, so why do you care about if it plays, stands, or sits? Yeah, yeah, so I say... Listen, we watched the Grammys. It damn sure ain't played. Now, the Olympics, I understand, because there is national pride. And the only people who get their anthems plays are winners. So I'm with the Olympics. But when you're just having a regular old game, especially since it's going to be really stupid with no fans in these stands, and you're trying to play this, it makes no sense. This is a perfect time to cut it. I know that... People are accusing black people and brown people of being oversensitive right now. You know what it is? It's just this is the first time y'all been listening to our sensitivity. That's all. We're not overly sensitive. You'll just have ignored us. I don't understand why they can't have, all right, the stadium hold 40,000 people. Why you can't have 10,000 fans in there and, and space them out? Well, uh, do you want to put that security guard's health in jeopardy? Is he getting extra pay, that concession stand person, 
the people that got to clean those bats. See, I'm not worried about the multimillionaire. I'm worried about that dude making uh, $15 an hour. And yeah. now he's being called back to work. See, because I'm not thinking about the NBA players at the uh, worldwide, worldwide wide world of sports complex. I'm worried about the girls that got to go in there and change their sheets. Yeah, but my thing, they're not being paid. They're not being paid regardless now, and they're not extend. They supposedly not going to extend unemployment, so it's like a double-edged sword for them. Yeah, well, this idiot did say that uh, yesterday that he signed some kind of bill. I, I haven't. Don't quote me on me being an expert on it, but he extended some benefits for COVID because he sees even he has to see that things are not going to go back to what we consider normal anytime soon. It's just not. I mean, that little twelve hundred dollars that people shitted on that in a couple of days. Yeah, think about it. California has almost reversed opening. They closed back nineteen counties because people are not doing the right things. See, but this is when you, we have people who are total lunatics running the show. Think about this. Eric Trump sent the best email or tweet this week out of everybody alive. He tweets a picture of Chelsea Clinton's wedding with this lady with, you know, the sexual scandal, the underage people. Maxwell, what yeah, the yeah. Hell is... uh, I know her name. It's, it's, it's Ma- oh, I just watched the... It's something Maxwell. It starts with a G. Yes. I just can't pronounce it. I, I just watched the documentary. Okay, so he sends this, and he goes, birds of a feather. And then Twitter dogs him out because there's like a million pictures of Epstein and his father and her together. Yep. I mean, he's so stupid. I mean, I think that Eric Trump, I mean, the Trumps don't come off as smart people to me. But Eric Trump almost comes off as though they dig him up out of a cave and they let him out like a, a, a stray dog every once in a while. Because he, he even, you know what, I, he looks like a mongoloid. He looks he, like Herman he actually, yeah. You know, and, and I'm not even going to entertain this because he's not going to do any damage. But I'm just going to say this. The only Trump like, right now that I could like at least listen to if she said something with Tiffany Trump because she seems to be out like, fuck my father. I'm not listening to what the hell he got to say. Just keep me out of this whole bullshit. Yeah, but her ass was in South Dakota with him on the fourth, the third, too. So... The only Trump I'm listening to is the one who wrote the book, Mary, which I cannot wait to read this book. So that he's trying to stop right now, yeah. Which which is going back and forth. He just lost again. He always loses, man. He always Whatever he says today, tomorrow somebody will reverse. I just said all the judges he done stacked on the, on the courts. He sure loses a lot of cases. Yes, because you know what? Some of them have to actually go like this because John Roberts, he's actually lost his own Supreme Court appointee. Roberts is like some of the shit that Trump is sending my way, man. I can't vote. I have a, you know what? I have a higher power I have to answer to. This is crazy. I'm not reversing uh, abortion rights. I'm not reversing housing rights. And he- If you haven't heard about Anchor, It is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. 
They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. And he, you know what? The only one who, who votes with him 100% of the time is good old Clarence. Uh, Thomas. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Thomas, yeah. He gotta go, Trump could say, I want to abolish black people's civil rights and right to vote. And Clarence Thomas will say, thank you, sir. I'll do yeah. it. Yes. Absolutely. He doesn't give a rat's ass. Clarence, see, but John, John Roberts is his appointee. This dude used to vote with him. The last three votes, he's voted against Trump. So, you know, sometimes people, it takes them a while to wake up, but they wake up. I don't know if you guys watch this or not, but the first two episodes of season three of The Shy, that shit is on point and you should check it out. It's a very good show. I haven't even seen season one. I tried the first episode. Maybe I got to go back and, and, and try again now. Listen, I don't have nothing else to watch. The stories have heated up. It kind of There's going to be things that don't make sense because there's things in every show that don't make sense. Like I was supposed to watch uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Smith versus The Reverend, and it was so trivial that I said, you know what? I can't this weekend. I, maybe I'll watch it later on this week. But I... Did watch two documentaries that I think are very good. One was called Disclosure. It's about uh, how transgender people have been portrayed in the oh, yeah, media. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I thought that was outstanding. Yeah. I thought it was outstanding because there was a lot of things that I did not know. I never knew that since t movies existed, they have been making fun of trans people in 1909 silent films. So, well, I only have then, one issue with with what they said when they used the the clip. Um, I think it was what's the lady name from Orange is the New Black. Black. Uh, and we all know Lynette. Lynette yeah. is. Uh, what is she? It was about the the one where she was like, oh, she was touched when she saw the episode of the Jeffersons, and then George ended up mocking it at the in the middle of the episode, but I was like, well, you can't leave out the end because it actually had a a point to the mocking. Yeah, like, but uh, you know his, his best friend, I mean, I guess it's different because I don't know how they feel, but um, I was actually watching it with a guy who's actually, he's, a, um, he's, he's gay, and he was talking about how um, that Ace Ventura was his favorite movie, and he didn't even really understand the ending until recently, and he was like, "Oh, it is. It was kind of like messed up what <laughs> they wrote into that um, script or how they ended the movie." Uh, how disgusted he was and the throwing up, and oh, matter of fact, that I, like I said, disclosure is a good documentary. It's, it gives outsiders some point of a view inside. And I love that episode of Jefferson. I thought that shit was funny as hell because that dude who dressed up as the woman didn't make any goddamn sense at all. The dude who worked for George, no sense yeah. at all. 
<laughs> and now before I get to this one, talking about LBGT community, drag community, which I did a special, like very short podcast yesterday, and I'm asking for somebody from that community, that ballroom culture, please get in contact with Strange Talk. I want to interview. I need to know some things. I am not going to be judgmental. I just need to know some things. You get a chance to educate some people. I watched this show called Legendary. It's on HBO. It's about the ballroom culture. And I find them to be so intriguing because they're so over the top. Everything is exaggerated. You know, like it's RuPaul's whatever the fuck that RuPaul show is, but to the 10th power. And, you know, the dancing, the hand, they have a whole language I don't understand. Hand movements mean something. I see that the judges do these things with their hands. I don't know what that means. I still, after watching seven seven episodes, don't know what pussy on the floor means. I still don't know what, oh, the pussy was all over the floor. What does that mean? So I need somebody from that world. It's on HBO Max, but they put the first three or four episodes on YouTube for free. Full HD. Like I said, it's it's a great program. Matter of fact, the lead, the uh, guy who does uh, the emceeing for the show, Deshaun uh, Wesley, he went to school with my niece. They went to high school together. So she knows him. She was a cheerleader. And he, she said that he worked with them from time to time doing like uh, cheer competitions because she wound up being a cheerleader that traveled around and going to competitions like all over the country. Now, the last documentary I watched, and this one was crazy, is on the record. This is Russell Simmons' version version of surviving Russell Simmons. Oh, I did hear about that, but I didn't know when it was. They talked about it, but they never announced when it was coming on, where it was coming on. It is out. It is out, and it is sick. I have met Russell Simmons, I would say, at least 10 times. Russ has always been, well, I'm a man. He's always been super cool, super cool. Russell Simmons, for a dude who is worth all that money, will speak to a total stranger on the streets of New York. And he's done it to me many times. I'm not saying I met him in any kind of business uh, arrangement. This was just me being in New York, happening to work across the street from his office. Matter of fact, my old roommate used to be one of his bodyguards. So I used to go up to Def Jam all the time. I had carte blanche. I could go to Def Jam anytime I want. When they were on Broadway, and then when they moved to Vesa Street, I used to go there also. Vesey Street, I'm sorry. Damn, for a native New Yorker to say that, that's embarrassing. And uh, <laughs> so I met Russell many times. Matter of fact, I used to be with Cal, and me and Cal used to run into Russell like seem like twice a week for one period of time. But some of the things said about him were vile. And then after watching the documentary, I had to do some research on Russell. And come to find out, Russell has moved out of America and moved to a country in Indonesia where we can't extradite since the allegations came out. He actually even gave ownership to most of his shareholdings in America and put them in umbrella companies so he can't be sued. So, you know, for a guy who says he's innocent and not willing to fight, 
it doesn't look good, man. It does that 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 that's a really bad look. And you know what? They want to cancel this woman. And suppose the woman is telling the truth. There's 19 of these women. You know what I'm saying? It's not. This is not like it's supposed to be an isolated incident. This is 19 different women who are putting their reputations on the line, saying that this dude did some horrible shit, man. So, you know what? If it was me, I fight. I fight like a motherfucker. What? What? You ever watch a cop movie or a cop TV show? Because I'm addicted to ID. Okay. I know it's a shame. You can laugh at me, people. I'm addicted to ID channel. <laughs> cops say that when they interrogate somebody, the person who sits there, when they go, you just committed that murder, and they go, okay, yeah, whatever. They'd be like, this motherfucker did it. They said it's the dude that says, get the fuck out of here. I ain't do no shit like that. That's the one that they they try to see if you didn't do it. So you're supposed to scream when somebody accuses you of some shit you didn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, I think play devil's advocate. I'm like, right now at this point, it's so damn hard in this climate to try to defend yourself for certain things. Well, I, 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 Ned, that that's kind of a cop out, man. Come on, dude. I mean, because uh, I mean, at this that. point, there's no no one's using no like physical evidence or anything. Everything is over. He said, she said, behind closed doors. And and the way we've been watching, a lot of people have been going down for that. For that. Well, I, I agree with you. See, but most women are not going to have panties that they were raped in from 22 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I, I get that. They're not. They're just not going to have say, the how, how do you DNA defend yourself evidence. against this stuff? You know what? You fucking do it. You you get a set and you fight it. That shit ain't me. Think about it. Joe Blow today. Joe Blow ain't got a dime in his fucking pocket. Is going to be accused of physically assaulting some woman somewhere today. And he's going to be arrested. And he's going to go down to a courthouse at some point. He's going to stand in front of a judge and he's going to plead not guilty. And if he gets lucky, he's going to be released on his own reconnaissance, right? But he's going to have a future court date. And they're going to offer him cop out to this deal so you don't go to jail or he's going to have to fight. So if he's, it's going to be a choice, a conscious choice. You cop out, put this shit on your record, or you fight with all your heart against something you did not do and hope that the system works in your favor. So me personally, I say fight. This man has the money and the means to fight. He should have fought. Going to a fucking country that you're not from, he's not Indonesian, to where you can't even be extradited if you're found guilty in absentia, just makes it look like you're running from it, man. And I don't deal with like rumors and innuendos, but this is the only reason I'm even on this subject is because I watched this documentary and I just watched it yesterday. And I was like, damn. Me personally, I got the money, man. I'm worth three hundred and something million dollars. I could be a lawyer, some lawyers, and they're gonna state those facts. You have anybody who could prove any of this shit? You have anybody who could back it up? If not, you're gonna strike this from the record and matter of fact, the next person who says some shit like this, slander. And I'll see you in that court of law. 
I, I kind of got to agree with Nick. I think in this climate here, people just, they're not looking at facts. They're just going on emotion. Someone said it, yeah, you, yeah, you did it. And, uh, you know, it's not right. You know, some let's, that's like the other party can be not telling the truth. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, the, you know, we've already heard it from athletes, you know, it's been done. People say that. So I should say, well, someone's given an allegation that you did this. It's almost like someone saying you did, you, you raped somebody, an allegation also. Just, uh, you know, sexual assault and things like that nature. It's, it's, it's tough, you know. Yeah, it's tough. I agree. Yeah, you should fight if you're innocent. But in this climate here, people are stupid. They don't look at facts. They don't weigh no evidence. Yeah. They don't no no facts at all. Just like they just like, like a bunch of fucking dummies, man. Just ignore ignore facts. I'm just gonna go based on my emotions. Yeah, like and then you, you know it's, it's like you get two courts. You get the court of public opinion, then you get the 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 regular system courthouse where even if you found innocent, you're still guilty in the public in the public opinion domain. Yeah, but you know what, G, you, everybody, I said this last week, everybody code ain't the same code. You got to, me personally, the, the public opinion don't mean shit to me. You know what, I can have all the money in the world. Being liked is not what I, that's not one of my goals. That's not one of the things that I ever wanted. It was never one of my dreams. I don't give a fuck who likes me. That that that's not my concern. I, I want to live a decent life, and I want to be able to do certain things, and I don't want to be hindered from them because I got bullshit that I can't shake. You know. I look and at it like, I, like use um the Michael. Let's use the Michael Jackson um trial as a an example. He fought it. He beat the case, and then they still put out that that documentary, and it was already a proven fact that at least one of the guys' story always kept changing. So I'm like, well, how do you? And then he was dead, where he can't even defend himself. So I'm like, well, how do you, a person, to keep defending themselves against something like this when the the I feel like the public opinion always weighs more than the 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 regular criminal court. Mm. You're convicting me for something that I said I didn't do and I beat the case but I'm still considered a rapist or or sexual assault or uh that you put out the documentary and then there's nobody on that you didn't interview anyone on my side. You just interviewed somebody that uh said that I did this, and the story kept changing. So I'm like, well, most people believe what they see on TV. Uh, me personally, that was Net talking. That was Net boy. This is Doc <laughs> talking. I don't want this to be construed, misconstrued in any way, shape, or form. I see Michael Jackson. I see a vile pedophile, a vile dead pedophile. No grown-ass man, and this is from his own mouth slept and had sleepovers with boys fuck you with your nonsense about he had no childhood that motherfucker had a childhood you would dream of having he went and met the most famous people 
He was on TV. He didn't worry about eating after a certain point for the rest of his life. He knew he was never going to have a day job. He was never going to worry about health care. He wasn't going to worry about anything that you worry about. If he needed something, he could get a president on the phone. So fuck him in his childhood. But it's not normal to sleep at 40-something years old, 30-something years old with six-year-olds. It's not normal for him to be, instead of hanging out with the hottest ass on the planet, he was hanging out with little boys. I don't see how people don't say that's not right. He should have been with a slew of models that would have knocked our socks off. But instead, he hung out with eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. He carried around... Listen, he carried around Emmanuel Sanders as though he, uh, Emmanuel Lewis, like he was a chimpanzee. That shit, I don't, rem- I don't forget all that. At the Grammys, he had a, basically a little person sitting on his lap like a fucking doll. That's not normal. Nothing about him was normal. I don't like Michael. I don't like his music. I don't give a fuck about Shimon. I don't give a damn about, uh beat it those songs are stupid to me he's stupid i did like they don't care about us it actually was one thing that he made that was timely see me and michael go back way back i go back with michael jackson to the ben days see there was that michael i could deal with the jackson five michael but once he became thriller michael that freakazoid i always seen him as that freakazoid and i i to me he's guilty he will always be guilty and you couldn't get the only person who could come and convince me that Michael was not guilty. It would be have to be a higher power. It would have to literally be something came out the sky, sat me down and said, Doc, get your shit together. That man didn't do nothing. Other than that, there's not a human on this planet who can convince me that he's not right. Because I would never sleep with a little child ever. There's no need that for any child that's not my child to be in bed with me. It's not normal. It's not what human adults, males do. We start chasing ass from the time we're about 12, 13, some boys younger. We do not chase after other little boys unless that's our thing. Shit, as much as I have no feelings for kids, that's the last fucking thing I want in my bed is a child. I mean, I mean, I care about kids, but I don't really particularly like them. No, I'm not going to sit here and say I like them. I mean, I find most kids to be useless. But that's nothing new to me. You know. But, you know, thanks for allowing me to rant because, you know, I, I had to give you your piece. But uh, my piece is Michael's a piece of shit, man. Fuck him. I don't listen to his music. Everything that I had that was on, like, my players or in my house, I've been throwing that in the garbage. He's the first person I ever canceled in my life. And he doesn't get a comeback from me. That that kind of guy don't get a comeback from me. I can't, I can't deal with that. I think anybody that hurts a child is is sick. You know? I, unfortunately, when I was young, had an experience as a sleepover, and I ain't going to go into much detail, but I just put it this way. I was waking up with a hand that shouldn't have been where that hand was, and I never got over it because if I was bigger and stronger, I would have killed the motherfucker, but thank God I had a father. 
thank God I had a father who I, I trusted, I loved, and instantly told. I didn't let a day go by. I didn't let five minutes go by. I got on the phone, and my father was like, what the fuck are you calling me at 1230 in the morning? You need to take care of something for me. And he didn't hesitate. And I was lucky enough to never have to experience anything like that again. So kids, trust your parents. If they love you, trust them. They'll help you. That's part of the problem. I never blame the child. Matt, never. So what? Uh, that boy changed his story. He was a kid. He was confused. I never blame the child, but I do blame parents too. Because I would never let my daughter sleep in the bed with another, with a, with, a, with an adult. Yeah, think about this, man. That that story, that 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 whole story. It almost was sounding like these people were selling their kids over to him. You don't give. I mean, if you got a normally perfect household, why are you giving somebody else uh, guardianship over your child when you got a normally perfect working class home and nobody's in trouble? Nobody's got any problems with the law or any kind of uh, drug problems or anything like that. It, I, I just it's, it's just crazy. And here's one for you guys, man. Let me ask you a question. Ned. Has Harlem been overran by white people? Uh, depends on. So Harlem now has two sides. There's below 125th, and then there's above 125th. Below 125th, yeah, there's a hell of a. If, if there was a ratio, I would say maybe, uh, let's say, because you still have the projects in those areas. So I would say 60 40 white to black. Hmm. I mean, black to white, six, black, 60 40. Um, white, and I'm only saying that because we still have. It's hard to when you have projects in the area that has ten buildings that goes up to twentieth floor. You got to count all those people compared to the yeah, buildings that only go up to four floors. So I would say sixty forty below one twenty fifth. Okay, so this is going to be a two parter. Before I get, don't worry, Bones. I'm coming to you next. Let me ask you a question. Then this is the second part. When you see a white guy. Say, I'm from Harlem, or as opposed to, I live in Harlem. Does that make you feel any kind of way, or am I being petty? Um, it, before, I didn't really care, but now when I see when this pandemic hit, it changed my view, because everyone that's not from Harlem had a place to go. So you can't, you, either you was born and raised here, or you just live here. That's, that's okay. two different things right now. Okay. And the reason I get to that, and I am going to get to you next, Bones, is tomorrow, being a Bed-Stuy guy, and I have come across white guys who try to tell me in my face that they're from Bed-Stuy, and it makes me ill. No, you live in Bed-Stuy. You are not from Bed-Stuy. And I, I, I say this is gospel. If you were not born, raised, or schooled in that area, you're not from that area. Especially the it's, shit that we had to do to survive. Now, Bones, what do you feel about it? Do you think I'm being petty? Because I'm actually doing a show on this tomorrow alone. That's all I'm going to talk about. No, I'm not. No, I don't think you're being petty at all, actually. Uh, Net hit it exactly on point of that they have someone to, somewhere to go. Yeah. Because I had did a job on. Uh, 
81st Street and 1st Avenue. And the lady was say it was 8 o'clock at night. She said, oh, normally this place is packed. You can't even get through here. Everybody in that building broke out and went to the Hamptons yep. or some or some uh, lake house, boat house, vacation home. It was out. Yep. Florida, they was gone. Fam- yeah, or back to their family where they originally come from. That's how yeah. I was on. I have 10 apartments on my floor, and out of the 10 apartments since March, only three people have been here. But I, mm. I, we have a way in Harlem to know if someone lived in Harlem all their life or if they just moved here because we call out streets, um, Lenox Avenue, 7th Avenue, 8th Avenue. A person that just moved to Harlem, they would say Malcolm X Boulevard, Adam Clay and Powell, and Frederick Douglass. So that immediately let, immediately let someone know that's been in Harlem that you're not, you wasn't raised here. We have, don't we nobody have call it by the Boulevard name. We have streets like that, too. And a uh, matter of fact, I got this one white guy, and I, uh, you know, he's he's going to tell me a Bed-Stuy boy since 64. Oh, yeah, I'm from Bed-Stuy. I said, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. I said, well, you know what? You got Malcolm X Avenue, right? What was that called before it was Malcolm X Avenue? Everybody should know that if you're from Bed-Stuy. He's like, what are you talking about? It's Malcolm X Avenue. Motherfucker, it's Reed Avenue. Reed when Avenue. I grew up for the first 15 years of my life, it was Reed Avenue. Marcus Garvey Boulevard. What was that called? He sat there. He got beak red. Beak red because I was like, it's all right to say you're from Montana, motherfucker, and you live in Bed-Stuy. But don't claim. When you claim the neighborhood, you claim the history. You claim to be able to have walked down those streets when you couldn't even come to that neighborhood. Yeah, do the research. Jesus Christ. Listen, Ned, most people don't know this, especially out-of-towners and newcomers. And Bones, no, I'm not lying when I say this. One of the most racist, segregated places in America was Brooklyn when we were growing up. Segregated as a motherfucker. If you went to their neighborhood, you ran. If they came to your neighborhood, they got stripped butt naked and everything took... We did not coexist. We did not coexist at all into high school. And if you went to Utrecht or Bay Ridge or something like that, the motherfuckers chased you home, man. You couldn't go to Bensonhurst. A black kid could not go to Bensonhurst. That was, they would be 300 of them waiting for you. You know? Them Italian boys did not want to see you in their fucking area. And and what is the matter with de Blasio being a little bitch, man? Okay, you're going to tweet. I mean, you're going to promise to do this Black Lives mural. And now, from what I heard, he's moving it from Fifth Avenue up to Harlem. Oh, that's why they've been paying it in Harlem. I was wondering. I was like, we getting two in the city? No, because he, he cowed out to Trump. Especially when Trump called that shit a symbol of hate. I thought I thought that was disgusting. But yeah. you can't surprise you with him being disgusting. They should have... Uh, I didn't know that that, that, that that was the same mural. No, it is the mural. First of all, he was supposed to do it Thursday. Then he said, no, I'm going to do it next week. Then out of the blue, no, let me put it where it's kind of black and it don't bother too many people. I'll put it in Harlem. Yeah, 
the other day it was weird that 7th, 7th Avenue was cut off, and I'm like, well, why is there traffic on 7th? Then when I passed by, I was like, oh, they painting a Black Lives Matter. But I thought, I thought we, that was in addition to the one down no. that was supposed to be down by City Hall and one by Trump. I I I, I indict I indict New Yorkers for being homophobic. Y'all could have put that gay person in office, but y'all put this ass clown De Blasio back in office. He is not a good mayor. He's yeah, a I weak think, man. I, I know why Quint, Quint, I was call her Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I, I, she lost the election because she lost the election because she couldn't. If you watch that lady, every she was like a robot. She said the exact same thing every time she got in front of a camera. Where De Blasio took the took the stance against the police, and that was a climate thing. So everybody jumped on De Blasio. Yeah, he's but he's bad. He's he is bad. Now I'm gonna tell you who your guy is a superstar. Cuomo's a fucking superstar. Cuomo could run for president. I don't know if he'll win, but he he could run for president. He's articulate. He's good enough looking, especially after this fucking Trump. Uh, he's like fucking Herman Munster. Um, and he just seems to grab people. I'm not saying that he's right or wrong, but Cuomo seems to be, at least he has a powerful voice. You know, that comes from his father, Mario. So, But I think I think Cuomo is having his Giuliani moment because I don't really think downstate really cared for Cuomo until the coronavirus. And then it's like before Corona, after Corona. And his stock, I feel like his stock has risen after Corona the way Giuliani's stock rose after 9-11. 9-11. Okay. See, now, one thing I do not like from Cuomo is that he's bitching and moaning about that cut from the police funding. I think that in a city like, I think that major metropolis, and I'm talking about the big ones, not small ones, but the big ones like Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, because Philly is small, so I don't put them in that mix. Those are the states that mostly need this money to go into their cities and out of militarizing the police. They need this money to go the opposite direction. My thing is, New York City Police Department. I didn't even realize get six billion dollars. That's a lot of money. When people, when they cut education every year, no one complains. No one gets on the news and say, "Oh, I don't think that should happen." These kids, especially the kids in like that's in the zip code that's not um um oh shit, lost my train of thought. The zip codes that's not high property values, where where they get more funding for the schools. These schools are suffering. I mean, people, they barely have spines on books. And I'm like, so why, no one complains about education cuts, housing cuts. As soon as you get a complaint that uh, people want to cut the NYPD, it becomes an issue. Yes. And I just think that's a, you just want to be on the, on that you just need the support from their union by, by saying that. Yeah, you don't need. They don't need so many fucking military-type tanks because that's all the money is going to. It's not really going to overtime. It's going to militarizing weapons. And yeah. if you Have know, you ever seen one of those vehicles shit? in the street? I haven't. No, but, you know, they're on the ready. They're on the ready yeah. if needed. It's like you're buying mean? things just to be buying it because you can, because you can, basically. Listen, I remember years ago, 
this uh, this might have happened during uh, Reagan's years or the first Bush, Bush Sr. At the time, they found out the military funds were paying like $2,000 for ashtrays. I mean, $2,000 for fucking ashtrays because nobody was doing any oversight on the spending. So companies were taking advantage of it, you know? They're taking advantage. And if they would just have some oversight, even if it's not a billion, because what are you going to do with a billion dollars? Who's going to oversee the billion dollars that's taken away? Who's that organization? So now they need to be watched because it's not like all of a sudden a whole bunch of boys and girls schools are going up. I say you take, this is just me personally, I say you take some of that money from the billion dollars and don't make kids pay for their fucking school lunch. I think it's an abomination that children... But we don't have that anymore in the city. The kids, the kids don't have to pay for lunch. Okay, but you know what? Enough states do. And every yeah. time you take funding, any time you take funding from the police, I think you can justify it if you say you spend it on kids. Kids, yeah. You don't but we, you, you, when you grew up, did you have, like, community centers and stuff like that? Yeah, well, see, things like that still existed. We still had, there were still boys and girls clubs. There was still like uh, YMCA after school programs. There were after school programs. Yeah, that's now, what I'm saying. We don't have that anymore. I'm like, if you, luckily I could afford to get, uh, to pay for an after school club, but I remember coming home from school and just going to my local community center and doing rec, going trips for three hours while my mother was still working. Yeah, we, I mean, we had places like that. Now, I'm not going to bullshit you. If you wasn't if you wasn't a tough guy to a certain degree, you couldn't go to those after-school centers because that's where the thugs <laughs> hung out. I ain't bullshitting you, man. You didn't want to go to a... We had this PS-262. They had what you call an after-school program. But it was where every local thug who wanted to be indoors during the winter went. So if you was a chumpy, nerdy kid, it wasn't like they had like little classroom set up. It was all basketball. Everything was fucking, you know, Brooklyn. Everything revolved around in the 70s, basketball. No basketball, you might as well didn't exist. But that's just the way that goes. And I want to kill one rumor. Let's stop calling this bitch Karen. Please, can we stop calling her Karen and call her what she is? She's a racist piece of shit. And I'm tired of it. I am not going to go through all the Karen stories that I have. I got a shitload of them, and I'm tired of it. I think that we Karen is too nice a name for somebody who's just doing dastardly, evil, nasty, racist stuff. We need to call her by what she is. Just say racist. You don't need to put Karen. You could just put up, when you post something viral, say, look at this racist. You know? Because we never thought of Karen as being evil before, what, a year ago. Or Becky wasn't considered evil before a year ago. We need to take the name off of it. That 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 makes it too. That makes it too nice. It whitewashes it for me. Yeah, I we bet don't you white- won't get nobody named Karen though next year. No, that name was gonna uh, fall off the map. <laughs> yeah, Karen and Ken, they they. You know what, dude? We don't need them. But I, I, I last week when we when we talked, I, I think you was here with me last week. Were you, Ned? Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually posted 
something that got a lot of views on uh, Instagram or Twitter, whatever it is, because I 100% believe that this is a concerted effort by these women to trip people up, to get them where they maybe catch cases. Because say you slap one of them, now you've got at least a misdemeanor, third third class misdemeanor, or maybe a felony for assault. And I, I am a black man in America, and I am going to promote this shit as much as I could possibly promote it. I want everybody who can get their fucking gun license to get their fucking gun license. I did a video. It's seven minutes. If you listen to me, you ain't got no excuse to not go listen to that video. I explain it from beginning to end in the easiest form and fashion that I can. It ain't going to cost you nothing but money. If you got a clean record, you can get one. It's running out. January 2021, Virginia is closing their doors to reciprocity. And they are one of the last states where you don't even have to go to a firing range to get this license. I think it's important to have this shit in your tool belt. Just even if you can't carry a gun, I think the right to one day be able to bear arms is important. We I'm tired of black people acting like guns are some evil shit that we're not supposed to touch. Society has gotten us to the point where it seems like, and I've had arguments with brothers that I know from the neighborhood. Oh, no, man, I would never touch a gun. Well, then don't fucking touch a gun. But you was in the military and you touched a gun. You carried a fucking M16 for the country, but you won't carry a gun in your house for your family. Doesn't even make sense, but but your mind has been blown that you're not supposed to do this. Only Grizzly Adams is supposed to do this, but you don't have the right. And it, it's it's sad, and it needs to be fixed. So I'm an advocate for legal. I didn't say anything about illegal. I don't want you to get yourself caught up in the system by having anything to do with anything illegal. I'm waiting for my paperwork to come back, and I don't live in Virginia. But Virginia allows out-of-staters to file for their permit to carry. And this permit will allow you to carry in 40 fucking states in America. And I think that is a beautiful thing. See, law enforcement officers, I don't know. They might have a permit that allows them nationwide. I don't know how that goes. You might have to be federal to get that. Yeah, officers do have one. That's nationwide. It's nationwide. It's called. You gotta take that HR two one eight class. Okay, so it's a nationwide reciprocity. Yeah, I think George Bush. Yeah, George Bush established that. Okay, see, normal Joe citizen normally cannot get that. You only gonna get it like from area to area. Like North Carolina, say North Carolina allows you twenty three states. But Virginia allows you 40 states. So you put the two together, and there's a difference of like 17 more states that you can carry in. And not not that you, you know, once you get used to carrying a gun, you're going to carry a gun. That's just the bottom line, because you're never going to want to get caught without it. That's, that's how it goes. I can't imagine a person with a license say, well, fuck it. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm getting my car, and I'm driving four counties over, but I'm leaving my weapon at home. It don't work that way. Just don't yeah, you just have to familiar yourself. 
it's got to familiarize with the state's laws. Like, for instance, New Jersey, you can't go through the state of New Jersey with hollow point grounds. See, I couldn't carry a New Jersey, period, because New Jersey does not, that's an issue state. You must be basically a New Jerseyite, and they don't respect anybody else's outside, um, uh, what do you call it, license. They'll be like, shit, you're going to jail. You know that, right? <laughs> and actually, that's a third-degree misdemeanor. And see, now you get caught up with stuff like that. Now you lose the right to bear arms, period. And see, that's what some of these Kins and Karens are doing. They're catching felonies themselves, and they're gun owners. Now you got the police coming by their house scooping up their weapons. Now they can no longer carry weapons, and they live in rural. Shit, you live rural, man. Shit, you need at least a shotgun. Damn, man, you never know. You don't want a motherfucker pulling up you five miles away from the next house and that car pulls up like uh, a horror movie with four lunatics and you got nothing but a knife in the house. Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to scream and holler from the top of my lungs about that over and over. I don't give a fuck who the person thinks they are. I just think it's important you do it. And I don't make no money off of somebody filing for a license in Virginia. I don't make a dime. But this shit is running out January 2021. After that, it's over. Done. And nobody holds it against you. Actually, it's a great form of ID. It proved that you passed federal background check. So not only would you give an officer your uh, driver's license, you give him that, he sees that you passed federal background check. And that's a nice thing to do. I, I never forget one time I was in Virginia. I got stopped by a cop in Virginia. And the cop came up to me and he said, you know, when we run you, we run you through like uh, that, that special system down here. You don't just go through like local police. We run you through the FBI background. So you can't even leave until I'm finished. And he came back. He was like, you're clean as a motherfucking whistle, man. You never even had a ticket. I was like, that is beautiful. Damn, it's like you did a background check for me. I don't have to even fucking pay for it. Thank you, officer. You know? But you got to live a clean life. You don't live a clean life, there's certain things that you're going to be uh, denied in this country. You know? That's why I would think about some things I do before I do them. I don't want to lay hands on you unless I have to lay hands on you. You know? It, it just doesn't make sense. I don't let... You said something that made a lot of sense to me a while back and it stuck with me. You, you don't let your emotions take control. And I'm kind of paraphrasing. You, you don't let your emotions can take control of your, your better thought. See, that's what little kids do. They get so emotional they have a tantrum. And they, forget about, they forget about even what they're mad about because their tantrum is so strong. They forgot what the fuck they... Damn, all I asked mommy for was a... Uh, uh, a popsicle. Shit, look at me. I'm rolling on the floor, snotting. Matter of fact, I, I think when I coughed a couple of times, a drop of pee came out. So you gotta, <laughs> you got to be able to, you got to be able to control your emotions enough to, to make good judgment. You know, growing up where we grew up, man, judgment is a huge part of us making it or not making it. That's what I was telling someone about when that um, woman, the firearm on the black woman. Right. I said that she was totally wrong, right? 
I said, yeah, they were saying, oh, well, she's cutting, she, had, she exercised a lot of patience. And the black woman was just keep going on and on and on and on and on. I said, yeah, she, she could go on and on and on until the break of dawn. I said, but when you have a firearm, responsibility comes with having a firearm. You can't go based on your emotions and think you're going to draw that firearm because you know, I'm tired of you talking too much shit. I'm going to pull my firearm. That, that, that could go away. Anyway, any, that, that, that goes many different places now. Matter of fact, we're going to put a name to her. Her name is Jillian. Her husband is Eric Wassenberg. She's a 32-year-old woman, so you can't say age was uh, paid a part. It happened in Orion Township, Michigan. And not only Bones did she pull a weapon, she racked the weapon. She racked the slide. Yeah. Yeah. So that shit is live. That was a live chamber in the round in somebody's face over just an argument. I am not pulling a pistol out on you over an argument. I got to, you know what? Matter of fact, you have to be able to defend yourself in a court of law and be on the right side of the law if you hit that trigger. See, it's not just shooting the person. Now you got to deal with the jury. How is this shit going to play out to a jury? See, one of those cases, Net, where you have no choice but to fight because if not, you copping out and you going to prison. So, I mean, and, I would, and I'm I explaining. Said, go ahead. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm explaining to the person. I said that you're in your vehicle. You're in this because uh, legally they're going to say, but you're in the safety of your vehicle. You got out of your vehicle and pulled your weapon. There were other things that you could have done prior to that. You could have stayed in your car. You could have called the police. Yeah. You, you, you know what? just can't pop out your car and start, clear out, back up, get away from me, move. And, 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 and the fact that children was involved and on the premise, because I think there were two kids inside her car, and they were younger than the one who was standing there. And I would have liked for that sister to de-escalate. I would like for us sometimes to think about the children that we have with us. And you say, you know what? Let me take a step back because you don't know what's going through somebody else's mind. Oh, no. When your daughter is almost begging you to do something, sometimes you got to listen to that child that's begging you. Daddy, please. I mean, I don't even know what that sounds like, but that has to be horrifying to me as a parent, to hear my child sounding that much horror and begging me to do something and I'm not even listening to them. And maybe that's why I'm not a parent because I wouldn't, maybe I'd be one of those idiots who wouldn't be able to hear. And I think that's dead wrong to not be able to hear your child when they're pleading with you to do something. Did they ever say what sparked that incident? Yeah, it was some bullshit in Chipotle's. I I don't know what, what it was was the the teenage girl said that there was a shoulder bang between them. Oh, okay. So, so she like went straight to them and bumped them. Yeah, they went. She went straight to calling the lady a racist. The lady, if you see the video in the beginning, the lady screaming in the video, "I ain't no racist," but then she says something really ridiculous. Net, nobody's a racist. Oh. No white person's a racist, right? So then, when I think when they walked behind a car, the mother banged on the car. Like the 
the hood of the SUV, and that's when yeah. she popped out. But she was dead wrong. I'm telling you, when she when she racked the slide, man, that took it to a whole nother level. I mean, when you put a live round in a chamber, man, and say she didn't have her finger on the glide, instead she had it on the trigger, she could have slipped and shot her. So, you know, and that's that's a that's a whole nother thing. I, matter of fact, I've been watching a lot of videos on that. One day I'll ask you, uh, Bones. There's there's a, a huge argument. One in the chamber or nothing in the chamber. That's like a whole big thing on online. I'm I'm involved with a whole kind of bullshit, you know. So, but this is obviously a woman who doesn't keep one in the chamber. But she damn sure racked it, boy. You see it in the you see it in the video, and she did it right in the face too. That's scary shit, man. That usually, that woman must be some fucking woman, boy, because that usually make you back up. And she really didn't back up. <laughs> she really didn't. Yeah, very, could have been very humbling. But her mind, she was, she was gone. She was, I was like, are you still arguing? But her daughter Yo. was the one who was telling her, Ma, move, move. Let's walk away, walk away. She's the one who had the sense. And the other one, because yeah. I'm looking at I'm like saying, ain't no black man gonna be in another man's face and he got a gun pointed at him and still popping shit from and up live and up close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had an incident on Herkimer. I never forget it. Herkimer and Tompkins, and an older gentleman pulled out a 25 automatic, and he let four shots off at me, close range. Well, obviously nothing hit me, but. Now, I couldn't move. I could not move. If anybody's been on the corner of Herkimer and Tompkins, there is uh, these, uh, they don't, I, we couldn't call them really projects, but they look just like projects, but they're really short. And I was stuck like in this little grass area. You know those, you know how projects have those little poles with the fences, with the, the, the rope, I mean, uh, the iron chain? So I was stuck behind that. And I still to today don't know why he did this, but he thought that I had robbed him at a previous time. And that, that ain't never been dark shit. And so he wasn't asking for explanations. He just wanted vengeance. And thank God this dude shoots like Trump is the president. Because he let off four shots at close range. He didn't even hit the wall behind me. He didn't hit the fucking wall behind me. I mean, I guess he was just as scared. They went to the right. He couldn't control the weapon, but I could see the nozzle. And the only thing I could see, tell myself was, damn, I'm waiting for impact. And how is this impact going to be? What is this? My mind ran there. Am I going to be blind? Am I going to be crippled? I'm going to be dead. Because that's how close he was to me. He was an arm's length distance. And I couldn't even make a move to run. I had nowhere to go. This was like. Okay, if there's a guard, this is in your hands right now, and I guess he shined down on me. You know, but this is this is this is a weird point that we're in. I don't know when we're gonna come out of it. I don't know about this fucking COVID. I don't know about uh, Trump. But if you have anybody's guys, net and bones. And they talking that anti-vote shit, man, tell them to vote. Don't argue with them. Just do, 
your best intelligent manner to say you need to vote, man. You need to vote because there's going to be people on November 3rd who can't make it to the polls. Vote for those people because they're going to make it hard. They're going to make it hard on black and brown people to vote this fuck out. They're going to mess. They're going to mess with polls. They're going to mess with shit is down. They're going to mess with these polls are down. You need to go two counties over. They're going to really screw with us. But we got to vote. We got to. We got no choice. This is not a choice situation. Yeah. But I'm I glad you vote. having that argument with people, but... Don't argue, but you know what? Be on the right side. You're on the right side by just saying it. You put that... You put the seed in their head, and maybe before November 3rd, that plan will grow. That's all you could do. Because you can't, you ain't going to get chains and drag them to the pole because you, you didn't do that to register them. So, you know, there's, there's people that believe in conspiracies. Everything's a conspiracy. Everything. You a, fucking... Somebody just texted me about coronavirus being a conspiracy. I'm like, and that was right after they texted me about the fireworks conspiracy. And I was like, dude, just take me off this chain. I don't want to be involved with this. Yeah, Captain Crunch is a conspiracy. And somewhere in that cereal is something that's targeted only to black men to make us sterile. So I, I just made that up. So don't think people that I'm talking about anything true. Yeah, but you know, when you people send a YouTube link, like there's YouTube videos or anything, like that's not a that's not a fact. Like just because you give me YouTube link <laughs> as your fact, I can make a YouTube video right now stating the opposite. Like, come on. Yeah, that's just the way that goes. But oh, this you know lady how said she's a registered nurse. Okay, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a astronaut today. <laughs> okay, well, let's close on this one. Old friend of all of ours, I guess. Somebody I don't deal with at all anymore. To tell you the God's honest truth, Facebook is being hit in the pocket by all these uh, advertisers uh, deciding that they don't want to advertise with them anymore. And I'm all for it. I, I, I'm i Facebooked out, basically. I've been Facebooked out for about two years now. Zuckerberg you guys still mess with... Dude. You guys I'm still mess it, with Facebook a lot? I don't post anything on Facebook. I'm on it for the, the groups that I, that I joined. But as far as, like, posting personal stuff, no, I don't, I don't post anything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even have personal friends on Facebook. I know that at one time, Bones was my friend. And, you know, I got to be honest, I took them off because I don't even want any Facebook friends. So the people that are on my Facebook are people who help me play games. Like I have some online games I play, and I need them to help me with lives and stuff like that. Other than that, I have not one personal person, not a family member. Not my wife, anybody. I just post shit about this show on Facebook. Other than that, I use it as a commercial. Other than that, I don't touch it. And I think Zuckerberg's a, a, a vile individual. You He's know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're supposed to have enough money that you could say no to certain things. Like Jeff you Bezos? Well, you know, they got me. I have to admit, they got me. I remember having this conversation with you. Oh, man, I don't fuck with uh, Amazon because they keep your credit card. Then you did the worst thing. You did the worst thing you could ever do. 
You can go in, set it up, and take your credit card out. I'm yeah. now Amazon's bitch. I <laughs> am there. I am a little bitch to Amazon. I wake up in the morning and I say, Amazon, beat me, daddy. Because I look around, every fucking thing I got is Amazon. Amazon this. It's easy, Holy. man. It's easy. You don't have to go to a Best Buy. You, Amazon is a one-stop shop. Yeah, I, 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 I decided to clean all my weapons. So I said, okay, I need gun oil. Where am I going to get it? Go to a gun shop. They don't open at 12 o'clock. Oh, shit, go to Amazon. Oh, boom, there it is right there. We can have it to you for tomorrow. Oh, great. Oh, man, I started making biscuits. And now, and guys, I have become a professional fucking biscuit maker. Took me forever. The first batch, not too good. I've made four batches since then. Them shits are big, beautiful, fluffy. Dear, the coronavirus has done some good for me. I eat fruit now. I didn't eat fruit before. I'm addicted to fucking fruit. I mean, that's a good thing, right? I learned to make biscuits. So I'm baking and making fruits. I mean, eating fruits, you know. So, but no, Amazon, they got me lock, stock, and buy. Everything I'm looking for, except for, I think, Amazon television sucks. Every time I join, I always have to quit. I watch one or two programs, and I be like, y'all don't have content for me. The content, I think, really blows. Yeah, I think they're living off of the shows that, you know, those Emmy Awards shows like Fleabag and another Mer- Mer- Mrs. Maisel or some shit like that. Yeah, I watched that. They don't, they you... don't have the, um, out, they need whoever Netflix has, because Netflix has been having some good stuff. I don't know what Amazon's been doing. Even though I, I do sound a little bit like a fraud, I watched Disclosure. I believe that was Amazon Prime. No, no, that's Netflix. That was Netflix? Okay, then. Yeah, this close is Netflix, I believe. Okay, I take that back. I give that, I take that credit back from you, uh, Amazon, and give it back to Netflix. But I, uh, I, I'm ordering shit on there all the time. Like we see something, we order. Because you know one thing? As humans, you work, you make money. Part of joy of life is spending money. I notice I don't spend money. I spend money to get this new logo. You know, that's the most money that I've spent at one time in, since COVID. The most oh, wow. money that I spent. And I have been steadily banking money. When this shit is over, I'm going to have the most money that I've ever saved ever in my life. I'm not talking about money that I just squirreled away. But I'm just talking about like consistently saved. Like so how long would it take you to go back to Vegas? Oh, you know what? It would take me. Oh God, it would take me. I am hoping for my twenty fifth anniversary, May twenty fourth of next year. Do you know I still have airline credit? So I got like twelve hundred dollar airline. No, not credit. This was money that I actually paid for tickets, but I can't use them. So they gave me to next June to use this money. So it's, it would be like a free trip. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we have turned some kind of corner, man. I'm hoping that we'd be better, but I'm not going to Vegas with no fucking mask on, man. If that's what you're no, asking. No, I, I would like to go to Vegas to, to see a, a football game, but that probably won't be until 2021 if everything works out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to Vegas with a mask on. 
90, 102 degrees, and I got a mask on my face. I'm sweating. I'm fogging up. I wear glasses. No, thank you. I don't want people, strange people coming up to me and taking my temperature. No, you know, I would like to go into a restaurant and it not be like just seven of us in there. <laughs> don't. I'm not in a rush. I'm I'm in a rush. I'm not I'm not I'm sitting here lying my ass off to you. I'm in a rush to do anything and everything, but I'm not stupid enough to do anything. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm taking it as slow as they tell me to take it. I wanna live, man. I get older each year and I say, you know what, life's more precious every time I think about it. Fuck that man. Me going to lay on the beach, is it worth my lungs? And we don't really know what this shit is doing to people's brains. They're saying that they, some people's brains are acting up afterwards. And shit, Rudy Gobert said this has been months. He still can't smell or taste. Fuck that, man. That's, why bother eating? You know? Well, dudes, I appreciate you, man. I thank you for being here. Unless you, either one of you got anything else to say, I'm getting out of here. Everybody have a good day. Good week. Yes, yes. You too. You bones? Yes. Stay cool. Okay. Thank you once again, gentlemen. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. We had Bones and Netboy sitting in. I hope you like the show. Give me a holler and I will speak to you again soon. Matter of fact, I'll speak to you tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time. Peace to you and peace to yours.